Good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, October the 30th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, and along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, we're pleased that you've joined us today. And uh, we're ready to uh, delve into some, some pretty interesting subjects today. Pastor Dick has got uh, a segment prepared for you on uh, spiritual gifts. How many of you have one? How many of you know what it is? How many of you know if you're using it or if you're using it properly? So many questions revolving around spiritual gifts. And uh, uh, sad to say, a lot of us are not fully aware of what the Bible has to say about them. And Pastor Dick is going to explain a few things that maybe you were aware of, maybe you weren't. Um, regardless, it's going to be great information, so get your note-taking material ready and uh, get ready for some great, great information. Um, Pastor Dick, I've often, when I was younger, wondered if I had any spiritual gifts at all. Um, and I was unsure of that through my young, younger twenties and whatnot. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I've become more aware of what my spiritual gifts are. Uh, and some of the ones that I was not, I've got, I've got a couple and there were many, uh, two or three spiritual gifts is what I have. And I, I wasn't using most of them properly um, until my until I was in my late thirties, early forties. You think that is that fairly common? Yes. Okay. I, I felt like saying, "Is that really? Is that a real question?" Because <laughs> well, because the fact of the matter is, Curtis, that uh, not many pulpiteers deal with spiritual gifts. And a lot of people are uh, are wondering about what is a spiritual gift, what is yeah. my spiritual gift, and so forth. And so we're going to deal with that. Now, sitting in front of me, I have uh, a series of outlines that I taught as a pastor at an evangelical free church. And I preached 10 messages on spiritual gifts. Uh, we're not going to go into it that deeply, but uh, I was a pastor and I felt that my people in my congregation had to know this thing. And I knew that they had questions. I, as a young man, I had questions about spiritual gifts because uh, I didn't know if I had one, but did two, did I have, you know, half a dozen? I, I didn't know. Right. And so, and so, and I'm no different than anybody else, by the way. Um, uh, as we're teaching this, Curtis, I'm going to remind our audience again is, is I have certain rules about teaching. And one of them is if I know anything, it's that I don't know everything, but I know who does know everything. And so that's one of my rules of how I study, how I teach. Uh, I'm not better than anybody. Uh, uh, I'm not a scholar. Uh, I'm a student, and so and I love studying the Word of God, and I'm in it every day, whether I'm going to teach or not. 
because I love the Word of God. And the Word of God tells us a whole lot of things about our spiritual gifts. I mean, a lot more than I've ever dreamed. And, and I, I, I preached these lessons. There were 10 of them uh, back in 1998. And uh, that's when I became aware of some spiritual gifts that I really didn't know that I had, even though I was a pastor. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, um, in fact, uh, until I preached that lesson, those lessons, I didn't know how many spiritual gifts there were. And there are a lot of them, there, folks. <clears throat> there is a plethora. Uh, and so uh, we just noticed that uh, as we got on our computer this morning, and looked at our analytics, it tells us how many people have listened in the last week and, and what they've listened to. Yeah. And we saw that there were a couple of, uh, of hits on something that I said maybe two months ago, maybe longer ago. Oh, it was longer than that. Okay. When, when it was we were more along the lines of four or five months ago, actually. Yeah. And someone was listening to uh, 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 an episode in which I mentioned spiritual gifts in mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter four. Right. And, uh, and I'm glad that someone is interested in it. And, and, uh, while you are maybe interested, but you're afraid to, to, to seem ignorant, everybody is somewhat ignorant of spiritual yeah. gifts. Everybody is. Yeah. It's a big, big, big subject. So let's start out. And I'm going to, with your Bibles now, I'm going to start out in the Old Testament. Now, the spiritual gifts are basically church age gifts. Mm -hmm. That means after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, we'll show that from the scriptures today. But the book of Jeremiah, gosh, I love it. Uh, if you've ever read, read, want to know how the church is being perverted, you read Jeremiah chapter 23, the profaneness and, the, and just awful of what people are becoming. Uh, and, uh, and it's not going to stop until the Lord Jesus comes. Uh, but we want to stay with the stuff. Yeah. And, and we're, one of my other rules is, I always teach under the banner of for what saith the scriptures. And so what we're going to do here is going to be scriptural. To some of you, it may be controversial. And we're not going to take 10 episodes. We're going to give you the basics. Uh, and uh, because a lot of you don't have the basics. Uh, and, and it's sad. And we want you to have them. And so without further ado, you might be asking, do I really have a spiritual gift? Well, folks, let's read Jeremiah 33, chapter 3. I go to this verse quite frequently when I'm studying because there are a lot of things I don't know. So Jeremiah 33, verse 3? Yes, sir. Okay. Jer Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee. How about that? Huh? God said that. Have you called on him lately for anything? Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Having said that, let's go to the New Testament. 
we're going to be we're going to begin with Ephesians chapter four. We touched on it briefly when we did a, a verse by verse study of the book of Ephesians, and uh, probably my favorite book in the New Testament is the book of Ephesians. My margins of my Bible are just filled with notes that I put in there and cross-references and so forth. I just love the book of Ephesians. Yeah, there's hardly white on any of those pages. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt's looking at the, my Bible and seeing the plethora of notes that I have here and, and the uh, the uh, red red pencil under uh, shading and, and the blue pencil shading I have on keywords and all of that stuff. And, and that's how I study. But it's interesting now. Let's go to uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll answer the first question that Curtis and I have uh, have put forth. Do I have a spiritual gift? Do I really have a spiritual gift? And I'm going to tell you that the answer is, and I'll give you the short answer, if you are saved, yes. Everybody has at least one spiritual one. gift. Some have more. That's right. So we're looking at Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, we begin reading with verse 7. It says this, But to do every one of us, now he's writing this, to believers in Jesus Christ. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Underline this verse because we'll be in it off and on throughout this episode. Verse 8, he says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high. Oh, there is a time here. When he ascended up on high, that is Jesus Christ, he led captivity captive. That is, he went down into hell and 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 into paradise and took people who were believers before the resurrection and took them up to heaven. It says, so when he ascended up and high, he led captivity captive. We'll find some that in, in 1 Peter 3, 19, we'll, it talks about that. John chapter 20, verse 17, and Matthew chapter 18, verse 9. It says, he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Then it says now, he that ascended, what is it? But that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth. Uh, and then he descended up into heaven and, <clears throat> and he gave some, some gifts to men. And so, um, do I, do you have a gift? The answer, uh, believer, dear believer is yes. Yes. Every believer has a gift. Not every believer knows what that gift is. And so, uh, my Bible says every one of us has a gift. Turn to Romans chapter 12 quickly, please. Romans chapter 12. And by the way, there's going to be more than one episode on this. So let's take our time and do it right. Uh, even though uh, I can't get into many of the particulars, but I'm going to give you these things. Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 3. Uh, Paul writes to the church at Rome, he says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, 
not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members of one body, and all members have not the same office. He's he's going to talk about gifts. He says, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. And then he goes on to a list of gifts, which we'll give you in just a few minutes. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, please turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we'll give you time to turn there. And uh, I'm turning to it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 17 says this. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Mm -hmm. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God, which worketh all in all. And so, and and he says this, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit, to profit with all. And so um, every, every believer has at least one gift. We're still in, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, fast forward to verse 11. Uh, After he he gives a list of some of the gifts, he says, But all of these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. And so every Christian, every believer has a gift, whether they know what it is or not. Now, we're going to help you to, to, to find out. Remember Jeremiah 33? Mm-hmm. I will, you call unto me, I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things which you know not. If you don't know what your gift is, call unto God. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to help with this. So every Christian has at least one gift. Now, what is the basis of the gift? Well, the first thing is, we read it already, In Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it's according to grace. The measure of God's grace. Exactly. And uh, we're going to talk about the measure of it. uh, And as we do some of these things, that's the first thing. It's according to grace. Then it's according to God's sovereign will. It says that in in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11. It's according to God's sovereign will. And then it says in Ephesians 4, verse 7, and we've read the verse already, not everyone has the same gift or gifts. But every believer does have a gift or gifts. It's plain. We've read it from the scriptures. And that's the and that is the case. That's number two on our outline. Number three, it says, "What's the purpose of my gift?" And we just read that for the profit of all. Yep. He wants us to be profitable in our Christian life. Therefore, he's given us gifts to use. Yeah. In Ephesians chapter four, verse twelve. Uh, it we read that it, it's given to the for the perfecting of the saints. 
It says in verse 11 of chapter 4 of Ephesians, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, Mm -hmm. for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect, that word perfect means complete, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so, um, not every one of us has the same gift. Uh, We all have one. And in the first place, it's the, the purpose is for the profit of all of us. Then it's for the perfecting of the saints. And then it's for the work of the ministry. And then it's for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. And then it's also for the unity of the faith in chapter 4 of Ephesians till we all come into the unity of the faith. We all need to be together in this thing, folks. We are brothers and sisters. We are all related to one another and to Jesus Christ because we're saved. And then it's also, it says, for the in verse 16 of Ephesians 4, it says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working and the measure of every part maketh increase of the body. And so these gifts are given to us to increase the body of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that mean? It means to strengthen it. To strengthen it in several ways. First of all, to, 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 to give you, as a believer, what you need to do God's will. Secondly, it's to bring others into the household of faith. The church of Jesus Christ should be daily increasing in numbers, and so we should be, as believers, using our gifts to win people to Jesus Christ. That's number three in our outline. What's the purpose of my gift? Number four, how should I use my gift? The perfect, the, the particular standard is, is for the unity of, of, of the body of Jesus Christ. It said, we read it in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 27. You want to read that. It's, a, it's an outstanding passage of scripture. And so the particular standard is to for unity, mm-hmm. to keep us all together. Mm-hmm. I have a gift. My son Curtis has a gift. My wife has a gift. She's, we're all saved. And these gifts differ mm-hmm. according to the measure of what God gives to us. Right. And we ought to be happy with it. And we ought to be using it. And so the particular standard is for the unity of the body of Christ locally and worldwide. And then the practical standard is love. In Romans chapter 12, we read it, that, that, that we should be using our gifts in love. What is love? God is love. And so we should, so that's our practical standard. We should do everything to edify the body of Christ and we should do it with love. In love, with love, for the sake of love, in love. That's their practical standard. Mm -hmm. 
Now, that message usually takes about an hour to preach, but I'm just giving you the basics. Now, do I have a gift? Yep. What was the basis of the gift? Yep. We did that. What's the purpose of my gift? And and how should I use my gift? And we've talked about that. Now, what are the gifts? Now, this may some of this may surprise you. Now, there are three lists of gifts, all right? Three of them. Romans chapter 12, when we were there, uh, I stopped short of giving you the list of gifts. But here they are. He says this. Um, we'll go back to chapter 12, verse 6 of Romans. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, whether prophecy, and that's one of the gifts. Let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. And that talks about teaching, yeah. not telling the future. All right. He says, on ministry, let us wait on our ministry. He says, on teaching, verse 7, uh, he that you should you should uh, have the if you have the gift of teaching, I believe I do, um, and and Curtis also does. By the way, G Curtis has has a um, a gift uh, that this knocks the socks off of me. He uh, it's not uh, given by the name of his gift, but it's given by implication in his gift. He remembers. He's got a great memory. I say, Curtis, we've got to talk about such and such. And he says, oh, yeah, that was in Ezekiel chapter 14. And he knows where to find things. By the way, there's a hint for your study. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not so much knowing what it is. It's knowing where to find it. So yeah. so there's a, there's a gift of prophecy, ministry, teaching. Then it says uh, uh, um, that you might have the gift of exhortation. Ooh. You know what exhortation is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people think it means you're getting a good chewing out. And that's part of what it, it means. It could be. But it's, it means to encourage. It does. Exhort. Mm -hmm. Man. There's a positive side to exhortation. That's right. And I had a pastor years ago uh, that taught me whether he knows it today or not. And I, I think he's still alive, living in another town. But but. Under his ministry, uh, God pointed his finger at my nose and said, you get your you get your carcass and your mind to Bible college. Uh, I've got something for you. And, and because because of the exhortation of that wonderful pastor. And so uh, that's one of the gifts. Uh, um, th there's another gift. Uh, um, and it's and it's about giving. And then there's another gift. It's about ruling. If you if you're a deacon and or an elder, depending on how your church refers to it, uh, but deacons and elders ought to be not only teachers and exhorters, but they ought they ought to have the ability and the gift of administration. And then there's the gift of showing mercy. There's seven gifts. That's listed in Romans chapter 12. And, and you may not know that you have these gifts, but we're doing this uh, so that you'll call upon the Lord and ask God, what is my gift? 
in First Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, we were in there, and there's a whole list of gifts, gifts that deal mostly with the offices of the gifts. But uh, nonetheless, here they are. He gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. He gave some teachers. He gave some miracles. Now, let me stop there. Are some of these gifts still for the church age, or were they for the church age and they... That, that's a good question. And they ceased. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, if you watch a lot of... Some, some televangelists today, you turn on your TV and you, you can see what appears to be a gift of miraculous healing. Aha. Uh-huh. Or... Sometimes maybe a gift of uh, miraculous speaking in tongues and oh dear things of that nature. I mean, you can see it now, but you're getting way ahead of me, aren't you? No, I'm just I'm answering your question. Okay, okay. Are are all the gifts for are in modern day and age? I I would say according to scripture, not. Okay. What, what say at the scripture, Pastor? We'll get to it. Okay. Yeah, and and. Uh, Thanks for teaching half my lesson there. Okay, that's all right. So miracles, then healings. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of differences of opinion about healings, about somebody laying on hands and getting healed from uh, from a disease. Well, uh, we'll we'll go into that, okay? Okay. Number five in in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, number six is helps. Mm Mm-hmm. Helps? Mm-hmm. I do. I have the gift of helps. There are a lot of people, and 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 uh, that don't that don't know that 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 you need to help one another. Everybody needs a helping hand. You've heard that expression. That's right. Then there's then there's the uh, uh, the gift of governments, and then it's the gift of tongues. There's the gift of tongues, and and what I'm going to do here is I'll deal with this. Uh, probably in the second half of this hour, and uh, and the gift of tongues, and I'm just going to tell it right out, and we'll prove it by the scriptures. It doesn't mean unknown tongues. It means other tongues. And uh, we'll deal with that when we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and chapter 14. Now, uh, in Ephesians 4, the list has to do with the governance gifts. Mm-hmm. He gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. Mm-hmm. He gave some evangelists and some, some pastors and teachers. Mm-hmm. And there's that list. It's a short list, but it, it, it's, a, it, it, it's huge in its, a, in its use and its, uh, its meanings. So some of you have now. Are, are there any apostles today, Curtis? And the answer is no. no. The apostolic age ended. Mm-hmm. It ended, and there are no more apostles. There were only 12 original ones. Paul was the 13th apostle because Judas fell from his, apost- his apostolic position. When did the apostolic age end, Pastor? What is it? When did the apostolic end? Well, okay, we'll do it, deal with that, if, if, if you will, okay? Yeah. It, I, it, just, it, it ended with the Apostle Paul's ministry. That, that's, what, that's what I think the answer is also. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, 
So there are no more apostles. Prophets, this has to do with, with people who uh, do not tell the future, but those who are wise in the future. For instance, we taught the book of Revelation, all verse by verse, subject by subject. And so, and so we were using our gift of prophecy, of understanding prophecy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the evangelists, everybody can be a soul winner, oh, yeah. but there are some better at it than, than others. Yeah. Some, some have the gift. And then some have the gift of pastors and teachers. And there are some people in our pulpit that really don't have that gift today. But they, uh, but they couldn't do anything else, and so yeah, I might as well be a, and that's that that's that's occurring, and so I want you to know. This, these are gifts differing, according to the measure of God's grace. Mm -hmm. It isn't that God didn't like you, and so He didn't call you to be a pastor. That's not it. It's that he he's the one who decided yeah. what gift to give you. Right. Okay. And so, uh, and so why are these lists different? Well, remember three of the most important words in Bible hermeneutics or the study of the word of God or the interpretation of the word of God is context, context, context. The first lift, list was to the church at Rome, predominantly and primarily a Gentile church. Okay. And so, and then secondly, it's the church at Corinth. Here again, a different kind of people, a different geographic location, a different culture. And then uh, to the Ephesian epistle, and that deals with, with the, the, uh, the, the building, the body, and the bride of Christ. Now, we're going to take a quick break, and, uh, and then we'll be back in a few minutes. And uh, thank you so much for listening.